all my single ladies, all my single ladies, and my married ladies too, this podcast is for you. Welcome again to BMS, Bible Made Simple. I am your host, Pastor Dr. Yvonne Scott Miller. Let's go to the Word. Let's go to 1 Peter, 3rd chapter. I just want to share you with you the first four verses. 1 Peter, 3rd chapter, 1 to 4. Now, now when I read it, don't turn me off. Keep listening because I've got a special message for you. 1 Peter, 3rd chapter, first verse begins... Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that of the outward adorning of the plaiting of the hair, of wearing of gold, or of putting on of apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Let me tell you about one of my favorite Bible stories. It's found in the book of 1 Samuel, the 25th chapter. There are four well, three main characters in the story. There is David, who has not yet become a king. There is a lady named Abigail. And then there's her husband named Nabal. We've got three main characters. We've got David, who's on the run from Saul, who's, who's, who's running with his 600 mighty men of valor, but has no place to call their own. We have Nabal, who is a rich, wealthy man. The word of God in 1 Samuel 25 says that he is a great man. He uh, has, let's say, over, let me see what they say, 300 sheep and a thousand goats. And he is a man who is of great wealth in the area. And then there's Abigail, his wife. Let me tell you what's happening in the story. Nabal has sent his sheep to be sheared in a foreign land. David and his 600 mighty men of valor are out wandering around and they they see his shepherds shearing the sheep and, and doing what needs to be done in this foreign land. David takes it upon himself to protect these men so that they don't have any loss. He protects them and he acts as their bodyguards while they're away from Nabal in this foreign land. And and then when the shearing is done and the men and all of Nabal's sheep are returned back to his home, David tells his ten young men, go to Nabal. Go to that mighty wealthy man and let him know that David and his men have taken care of his sheep 
and his shepherds while they were away. We protected them and we made sure that no harm came to them. And and ask him in return for our kindness and our protection, will you at least give us some bread or, or whatever you find your hand to? Because you see, we're without a home. Can you show us kindness for the kindness that we showed you? And so these 10 men went to Nabal. And this is what Nabal answers David's servant in 1 Samuel 25th chapter. And and Nabal answered and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man for his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I know not where they be and who they came from? So David's young man went back and told David. And if you know anything about David, he was livid. He told of his 600 men, he said, 400 of us, let's saddle up, get on our camels, get our swords. And he says, I will make sure that there is not a man left alive in Nabal's camp by this time tomorrow. And so David takes his 400 men and leaves 200 with their stuff. But one of the shepherds who was protected by David went to Nabal's wife, Abigail, and said to Abigail, my lady, David was right. I I was overhearing the conversation, and, and David's men did take care of us. They made sure nobody hurt us. We had no loss of sheep. We had no loss of life. We were protected by David. And your husband has insulted him. And now he's coming back to destroy all that your husband has. She said, now, 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 my lady, do what you think is right. Do what you think is wise and, 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 and do what you think needs to be done to protect us, protect your household, protect your husband. And this is what Abigail does. This is what Abigail does in 1 Samuel 25th chapter, the 18th verse. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves and two bottles of wine and five sheep ready and dressed and five measures of parched corn and a hundred clusters of raisin and 200 cakes of figs and laid them on donkeys. And she said unto her servants, go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she told not her husband Nabal. She took it upon herself to intercede and go to David. And from 1 Samuel to the 25th chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse, all the way down to the 31st verse, Abigail comes before David, pleads her case on, on behalf of her husband, she, she honors David with her words. She says, I know that you are a mighty man of valor. I know that you work for God. I know that you fight for Israel. May God bless you. May God honor you. My husband did something foolish, and, and I'm here to stand in his stead. I wasn't there when your men came. I wasn't there. Otherwise, I would have spoken and softened my husband's heart. Please accept my gifts. 
please accept my repentance on behalf of my husband. And David receives her words. And he repents of the harm that he intended upon Nabal's stuff. And the story goes on to say that Abigail returned home and found her husband in a feast, drunk with wine. And she says, I'm not going to tell him what I did today. I'm going to use wisdom and I'm going to wait until tomorrow when he's sobered up a little bit. And when he sobered up the next day, she told Nabal what she had done on behalf of him and on behalf of the, the, the great uh, bounty of people, places, and stuff that they had. And this is what happened in 1 Samuel 25th chapter and the 37th verse. This is what happens to Nabal after Abigail tells her what, he, what she has done. But it came to pass in the morning when the wine was gone out of Nabal and his wife, and his wife told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. And it came to pass about ten days after that the Lord smote Nabal, and he died. The Lord smote Nabal, and he died. And the story goes on to say in the 39th verse, when David heard that Nabal was dead, he praised God for taking vengeance upon his enemies. But this is the part I want you to see. And David sent and communed with Abigail to take her to him to wife. David sent for Abigail and took her to be his wife. I asked, what is it that David saw in Abigail? What was it about Abigail that made this great mighty man of valor take her to be his second wife? And the answer is very clear. The answer is in 1 Samuel, the 25th chapter, in the third verse. And it reads, Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail. And she was a a woman of good understanding and of beautiful countenance. She was a woman of good understanding and a beautiful countenance. She was a wise woman and her behavior reflected her wisdom. Beautiful countenance countenance comes from the French word behavior. He's not speaking of her outward appearance. He's speaking of her wisdom and of her godly behavior and asking the question what does a godly woman look like it's a godly woman is a woman of wisdom and a woman whose behavior reflects 
the God she serves. I said, is that all you want me to say, Lord? He said, no, tell them what Peter said. What Peter said in 1 Peter, third chapter. He says, not only is a godly woman a woman who is a a woman of wisdom and of good behavior, but she's also a woman who honors her husband and honors her God with her mouth. It's it's right there. First Peter third chapter. It says that he it's the words he's word she wins over her husband by the conversation of her mouth. That while he beholds her chaste conversation coupled with fear. Her chaste conversation, her her pure conversation, her modest conversation, her decent conversation, and her fear, her reverence for him. What does a woman of God, a godly woman look like? She's a woman who has a beautiful countenance and beautiful behavior. She's a woman who is wise. She's a woman who watches her tongue and and honors and fears her husband. She's a woman who doesn't use her tongue to tear him down, but she uses her tongue to honor him. She uses her tongue to, to lift him up and encourage him. She's a woman who reverences and honors her husband. He, he, Peter goes on and says, he says, he's not talking about jewelry. He's not talking about against hair. He's saying that when you see a godly woman, it's not the outward part of her that you see first. It's not the hips and the, and the body and the, and the hair and the eyes and the lashes and the makeup. It's something about her inner beauty that attracts you. That's what makes a godly woman the part that you feel when she walks in the room, not the part that you see when she walks in the room. Peter says it's her conversation. It's how she uses her words, how she uses her tongue to lift up her man, to lift up her mate. I went even further in the word and I asked a man who really should know women, and that would be King Solomon. King Solomon had more wives and more contrabine or girlfriends than anyone in the Bible. So if anybody should know what a godly woman looks like, I would think Saul would, excuse me, Solomon would have a little bit of experience. And Solomon writes in his very last book of wisdom in Proverbs 31, Beginning at the 10th verse, he says, first of all, they're rare. (laughs) That's sad. That's a sad statement. He says, who can find a virtuous woman? They're rare. What's a virtuous woman? A virtuous woman is a morally good woman. A woman who does what is right and avoids what is wrong. He says, a virtuous woman, a woman who is a godly woman, 
does what's right, avoids what's doing wrong. He goes on and says that not only is she morally correct, she's a woman who who can be trusted. 31 and 11. She's a woman who honors her husband. She's an, a woman who, who, whether working in the home or working in the, in the marketplace, is a woman of integrity. She's a woman of love and of charity and a kind heart. Not only does she care for her family, but she cares for the people, and she feels the heart and the pulse of the people. And this is what he says. He, he concurs with Peter in Proverbs 31 and 26. She opened up her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. There goes that tongue again. There goes that mouth. <laughs> the word says, out of the heart, out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It's the mouth that makes you a godly woman. What is in your heart? If God is in your heart, then your mouth should speak those things that reverence God and honor God. The the whole subject of all this today is simply for God to say he wants his women to look like him. What does a godly woman look like? A godly woman is a woman who reverences God, who is careful with the words of her mouth, who puts more focus on the inner beauty and being like God. God said at 6.58 this morning, apart from God, there is no virtue. He says, what does a godly woman look like? It's a woman that is seeking after me. A woman who is seeking after my way. A woman who is seeking after my wisdom. And a woman who is seeking after my word. What does a godly woman look like? A woman who knows her God and honors her God with her ways, her tongue, her actions. And when she does that, she maintains the order of her household. God first, husband second, and then she submits, and the children follow suit. We're in a season where things are really crazy in our home, in our world. So this message is a clarion call to the women of God. Stand up. And let yourself be seen, not necessarily heard. Because we need to be the light in order to chase away the darkness that's coming into our homes and coming into our nations. What does a godly woman look like? King Solomon says it like this. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. What does a godly woman look like? A godly woman is a woman who is seeking after God's own heart 
and when you seek after God's own heart, wisdom, virtue, and a chaste conversation will follow you. That's what a godly woman looks like. Till we meet again, chase after God, and then you will look like and sound like and be like a virtuous woman, a mighty woman of God. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen, amen, and amen.